Seven now? Well, one of them's here. Check. Nice. Let's all say hi to Katie's mom. Hi, I will definitely... Do you want me to edit that out? No. Okay. Hey, I just... Sorry, Katie's mom. Her name's... Her name's Beth, right? Nice. Hi, Beth. Look at how crazy that just went. <laughs> okay. Cool. Last thing I want to talk about. Um, every single year I pray and fast for what the future holds at the home for the next year. Okay. And I just want to kind of let all of us in on um, kind of what the Lord showed me in that time and where we're headed. Okay. Um, we've been doing this for three years now. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been really, really fun. We've seen a lot of things that the Lord's done um, from healing to mental breakthrough to emotional breakthrough to um, whatever, you know, from changing perspectives on who the Lord is. All of it, I feel like we've captured a lot of things um, in our short time. Um, and all of those things I want to take to the next level. Okay? I don't think we're done yet. Right? No, we're right. Yeah. Yes. Good. Um, so for, th for three years, uh, we've been, um, as a team, um, kind of what the Lord showed me was a man in a field, and he was a farmer, and he uh, had a whole lot of land, and he had to get it ready for planting season and, 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 and sowing the seeds, correct? Um, and this was all a vision that the Lord gave me. Um, so he, he had this huge, huge piece of land um, that he had to get ready for um, for planting, okay? And he didn't have all the big machinery like we do have today. You know, he had a rake and his hands, okay? Um, and it started out as one person. And it was sticking that rake into the ground and turning the soil, turning the soil. And then more and more people started coming around and helping this one person farmer to start turning this soil to get it ready. Um, and then all of the land was finally taken care of. And the Lord said, hey, that's the three years that you've been doing this. All the soil's ready. And the seeds are planted. And then what he kind of showed me is, you know, in the textbooks where you see the plant above the ground and then the roots under the ground, and it's like a look into it. Yeah. He showed me that. Um, and it's kind of funny because that's the only thing I remember from those textbooks. Um, <laughs> no? <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, so it was, uh, it was one of those kinds of images where it was, it was um, seeing the plant starting to form with the roots, right? And I believe that that was um, this past year of 2019 was we were starting to get roots a little bit deeper. I believe that all of you guys in this room are those roots. Can I say that tonight? Yes. Is that okay? Um, I believe everybody in this room is those roots and that they've taken root, um, not in just the home soil, not that. Okay, that sounds creepy. Actually in the Lord, right? In this good, good soil like that parable talks about. And then the beautiful thing that the Lord showed me is, uh, is what we're actually going to be walking into with uh, the year of 2020 is a, a plant coming out of the ground but already bearing fruit. Um, and I, I, you know, it was one of those moments was like, wow, that's kind of heavy. <laughs> that's really, really heavy. Cause that doesn't happen. Right. 
Yeah. If you guys know anything about trees, that's not the way it happens. They grow and then the fruit starts to produce. And um, I believe that that's what we're walking into in 2020 is we have prepared the soil well enough. We've planted the seeds properly. And now we're going to see first fruits. Big, big first fruits. Yeah. Yes. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Um, I, I'm really, really excited about 2020. We're really getting, really getting focused as a leadership team, and we're excited about meeting more people and continuing to invest into your guys' lives and invest into their lives. Um, selfishly, I'd love to not be in this room anymore. I want to be out there because we need more space. That's really, really what I want. I want to double this place. I want to triple this place. I want to quadruple this place. Okay? Why? Because I believe in what we're doing, and I believe that the Lord is blessing us far more than we deserve, and far more than I deserve. And I'm really excited. Is that okay? Yes. Does that all make sense? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's what we're stepping into. Um, I'm excited to step into it with you guys um, and taking the name of Jesus as far as we can. Okay. Um, this, this February, we're going on a trip. I can't say the name right now, but we're going on a trip um, as a team and we're going to go share the gospel and we're going to go minister to people um, on the other side of the world. Um, so this is not just, um, not just a Colorado Parker Aurora ministry that we actually help support people worldwide. Um, uh, it's really cool. You know, the Lord has blessed us and we want to continue to bless others. Cool. Um, great. Turn to Luke 18. I kind of want to piggyback on what we talked about last week of rules versus relationship. Um, and seeing where this goes. 18, 18. That's easy. Verse 18. Just so you didn't think I was repeating myself. Everybody there? Cool. This is a common story referred to, um, and I kind of want to shed a new lens on it. Um, and make sure that we're clear on what this is actually portraying scripturally, okay? And what Jesus is actually accomplishing in this story, okay? So Luke 18, 18. Can everybody see okay? Or do I need to turn up the lights a little? Just a little? That good? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. Okay, cool. Luke 18, 18 says this. And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except for God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, all of these things I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said, 
thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Verse 23, But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he, he had become sad, said, How difficult is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, Who can be saved then? And he said, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Verse 28, And Peter said, See, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left their house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come of eternal life. Okay. Kind of an interesting story, right? I want to, again, shed a little light on what this actually means. Okay? Uh, Jesus is not saying, hey, don't be rich. Do you understand that? He says, hey, don't go for the promotion. Don't do that, right? Hey, guys, I got promoted this week. Awesome. (laughs) Um, But don't go for the promotion, right? He's actually saying, no, 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 no. Where are you actually holding God? Right? He's actually saying that. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, this word wealth and this word riches actually is one of the name, seven names of the devil. Yes? Do we remember this? Okay. That's what he's getting at. Anything outside of following God, yes, is not following God. Okay, I know that's simply said, and yeah, I know that's very profound, but like I really want to hone in on this. Okay, um, first thing first, in verse 18, this man addresses him as good teacher. This is very interesting, right? It's kind of weird. How would I address Jesus? How would you address Jesus? Would I call him just a good teacher? You see, yeah, I hope different. You see, this man viewed him as just a man who came to earth to enforce good morals and to enforce good rules, right? And to reinforce the Ten Commandments. Yes? But the thing is, he says, do not murder, do not adulterate, do not this, do not that, right? And then the man came back and said to Jesus, no, I've done all of those things since my youth. Right? And the man was first asking, how do I inherit eternal life? Correct? And then he listed off all these rules. And the man said, cool, I, I, I checked all those boxes. That's good. Nice. Right? That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm set. I'm good. I have eternal life now. And then Jesus drops this bomb on him. What? Yeah. And... He drops this bomb on him and says, hey, no, now, since you've, uh, you've done all the rules, that's great. I'm happy for you. I, I envision Jesus giving the guy a high five and then being like, okay, but by the way, you got to go sell all your stuff 
<laughs> right? You got to go sell all your stuff. And then the man walks away sad. It doesn't tell us what the man did. But if we just view, if we have this view of Jesus as just a good teacher, we're actually missing who he is. Yeah. Right? I told you guys last week, I don't know if it was in my small group or if it was in the sermon. I told you guys last week, I need you to focus on Jesus more than your sin. I need you to do it. I absolutely beg you to do it. Right? How did it go this week? Pretty good. Went pretty good, huh? Mm -hmm. I focused on who Jesus is for a change. What a concept. Instead of, oh man, I'm just a piece of crap. I suck. I'm falling into this. Falling into that. How can I get eternal life? Right? No, just focus on who Jesus is. I believe that this man got something right. He came to Jesus for eternal life. Correct? The rich young ruler came to Jesus for eternal life. But then he missed the point. You actually need Jesus completely to get eternal life. Not just checking some boxes, not just following some rules, not just doing this or that the correct way, right? We've been trained in this way in our culture, right? Of, okay, if I mess up in school, I'm going to get written up. Or if I mess up at work, I'm going to get written up, right? And we've trained our minds to start thinking in a rule aspect, correct? You guys felt this? Or am I just talking to myself tonight? feeling it. Thank you. So we've been trained this way, right? Mm -hmm. But we need to retrain ourselves of, hey, Jesus, what do you think? Hey, Jesus, what do I need to do here? Correct? And if we refer to him as just a good teacher, we're missing the point. Because they just viewed him as like a rabbi, just another Jewish rabbi. Correct? Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at him as a Messiah, instead of looking at him as Emmanuel, instead of looking at him as the Son of God. Right? We get into trouble if we have a minimized view of who Jesus is. Jesus did not come to the world and heal the sick and raise the dead and do all of these things to be called a good teacher. That'd be silly, right? He came to set everything right. He came to set us free. Yes? That's relationship, correct? Uh -huh. Rules can't get you eternal life. Relationship can. Yes? Yeah. Religion can't get you eternal life. That's a bunch of do's and don'ts. But intimacy with Christ gets you so, so far. And it's beautiful. At the end of this passage, um, Jesus says another beautiful thing and says in verse 29, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left their house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come of eternal life. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love how he says, in this time and. In this time and. You see, when we look at Jesus in a impoverished mindset, we say, well, 
the rapture is the only thing that's going to save me because it saves me from my circumstance. If you have a impoverished mindset, you're just focused on your circumstance, what's right in front of you because that's all you can take in, right? Same thing if you, if you think in a impoverished mindset, you're going to probably think of food as how much can I get for my dollar instead of what quality can I get for my dollar, right? That's the way it goes. Jesus views everything the same way, correct? He doesn't just want a bunch of quantity. That's easy, right? But he wants quality in believers. Do you understand this? Yeah. Okay, he wants really, really quality believers. What I mean by that is I've left everything behind and I'm going to follow Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm going to follow Jesus for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because I actually get to lay up treasures there now, yeah. right? Yeah. I might get in trouble for saying this, but man, I want my treasure to be bigger than anybody else's. I do. I, I want to beat all of you guys. <laughs> you know, that's the way. That's the way I want it. I do. I want the most treasure in heaven, right? Do you? Right. I want to invest. I want to invest into heaven. Do you understand that we have this capacity? We have this capacity to actually invest in heaven, right? A lot of people ask me, "What's the supernatural?" Why, do I, why is the supernatural so important into my life? Because it's an investment into heaven. That's right. right? If I want the supernatural on earth as it is in heaven, yes? Yeah. Not in heaven as it is in earth or whatever mindset you've adopted. But on earth as it is in heaven, if I want that, the supernatural has to be unlocked in my life. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Right? It has to be. Yeah. Why? Because then I can make an investment in heaven. Yeah. Th does that sound attractive to anybody tonight? Yeah, yeah. It sounds really, really attractive to me. Yeah. You know, I want, I want to take all of that treasure and I can't wait to lay it all at Jesus' feet like it says. I can't wait. Yep. You know, it says that. All the treasure that we get to lay, all the crowns that we store up in heaven, we get to lay them at the feet of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Uh, that's wealth. That's rich. Yes? Yeah. You see, when we store up things here, when we, when we buy into other things and put our trust into other things, right? Gets us in trouble. Because that's actually investing into something earthly. Yes? We need to start thinking of a, in a perspective, I can, I've, if I make this decision, will this invest in heaven? Right? Wouldn't that be cool? Because how would we approach things? Very cautiously. Yeah. Very cautiously. And we wouldn't be afraid to donate. We wouldn't. Why? Because we got treasure in heaven. We've got a savings account in heaven. Right? I'm not afraid to give somebody a car for free. Why? Because I believe in the provision of the Lord. Yeah, I'm not afraid to show kindness to somebody. And if they don't give it back, it's okay. Yeah. Why? Because that's actually treasure that I'm storing up in heaven because I'm actually investing into heaven. If I show grace or mercy to somebody, 
Right? Uh-huh. Do you guys want to invest in heaven? Yes. Yeah? There, there, there's this concept that I've always wrestled with of what's better than heaven? I believe that there's one thing that's better than heaven. Let me blow your mind for a second. I believe there's one thing better than heaven. And it's having more people that you know up there. I already know where my inheritance is, right? My inheritance is in heaven. But, man, I really, really, really want to bring people there. I believe that's better than heaven. Like, oh, dude, I brought that person to Christ. Can you imagine? Getting to see that? I believe that that's, that's a crown, too. You know? It's got that person's name etched on it. Right? Because by that, you're actually making a, a deposit into heaven. Because when you bring them to Christ, by the helping of the Holy Spirit, don't get me wrong, yeah? Okay? When you bring them to Christ, then what that actually is doing is saying, cool, that person's in Christ. Tommy's now in Christ now. And now all the investments that he's making into heaven is populating heaven more. Do you get this? Yes. Right? I think it's really, really interesting. If we have a minimized view of Jesus, we'll have a minimized view of what heaven actually is. Mm. Right? Our prayer over anything should be on earth as it is in heaven. Yep. Yes? Yeah. Do you guys have that prayer over your life now? Yeah. Or is it just like, get me through this? <laughs> is that your prayer? Get me through this? Or is it on earth as it is in heaven? Because what that actually unlocks is, hey, I don't have, I don't have uh, peace right now. But if I pray on earth as it is in heaven, guess what? Oh, the Prince of Peace actually resides there. And he'll actually make a deposit into my life. Why? Because I'm on earth. He's in heaven. And I want heaven to come to earth. And I want to be the one that heaven is oozing out of. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. I want to be the, the beacon. I want to be the guy with laser beams shooting out of his eyes, conquering the entire world. Quote that, yeah? yeah? Right? That's what I want to be. I want to be the guy bursting with light. Why? Because I'm a conduit of heaven. You, do you see the imagery? Do you see it? That's beautiful. Right? I want to walk into a room. I want you guys to walk into a room and heaven to be so prominent there. Why? Because you are a direct, uh, what's the, you're like a landing strip for heaven. That's what I want. Right? That's beautiful. Do you guys want that? Yes. Right? But the thing is, how do I inherit eternal life? Oh, I have to put God before everything in my life, right? Money as God is bad. Anything as God is bad. Don't pick on money as much. Anything. If I put my wife before God, uh uh-oh, I do not inherit eternal life. I know that sounds harsh. Don't, hey, don't. Don't hurt me, okay? I know it sounds harsh, but like put God on the top of your shelf. Yeah. 
Yes? yes. Put him on the pedestal in your life. Right? Yes. Take it this much higher. Raise the standard. Yeah? Doesn't that sound beautiful? Do you want to walk into a place and change it for all eternity? Because that's what heaven on earth as it is in heaven means. Is when I walk into a place, I actually change the atmosphere of it because I'm a landing strip for heaven. You want that? Cool. What are you putting before God? Nothing. Nothing? Good. Anybody else? Can be, it could be as small as I value my parents' opinion more than God's opinion. It could be I really like Apple products. <laughs> it could be, I know, I, it could be, <laughs> it could be anything, right? Do you understand this? It could be I am so terrified of trusting in the Lord in that way. That's, that can actually become your focus. And then you can actually put it as God in your life. Same thing with your sin, like we talked about last week. If I put my sin in a higher standing of influence in my life than God, I'm actually, I'm actually making sin my God. It's scary, right? Because guess what? God set you free from that sin, right? And yeah, sometimes it's hard to walk in. I get it. I get it. I, I struggle with it too, okay? But he set you free. And that's the God we serve, yes. right? Isn't that good news? Yes. Nobody's smiling yes. at me. This is actually should be really encouraging, right? This is beautiful. You are a conduit of heaven. Yes. Right? I love it. I want more of it. I want more. Right? Do you want more? Yes. Right? I mean, there's, there's people that are walking around on this earth who just like, wake up in the morning and say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Mm-hmm. And he tells them. Yeah. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. Find a guy in a red sweater. Okay, I'll find that guy. There's stories like this. You know, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm, I promise. Maybe a little bit if you ask Madison, but I'm not crazy. Like, you have this access. We have this access. Mm-hmm. Right? Have I got it all figured out? Man, do I wish I did. Would this be a better sermon? Yeah, if I had it all figured out. But I can pull from what Jesus is saying in this time and past. Right? If you want eternal life, it actually starts now and past. Isn't that cool? Right? The moment I said, Jesus, I accept you as the Savior of my life, my eternity started. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. Heavenly eternity. I should put it that way. Yeah? There, I got a smile. Thanks. Cool? Great. Anything else? No iPad. These are my notes tonight. Following rules isn't enough. Yes? Yes. If they were, that would have been a really short story. Right? It probably wouldn't have made the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, especially it wouldn't have been in Luke. Right? <laughs> so, um, great. I want to just split into three groups. Okay? And I want to talk about this. Okay? Um, one with Blake, one with Madison, one with me. I got hospitality room. Okay? In five seconds, we're going to break. But I'm going to pray for that time first. Cool?
All right, Lord, we love you. We thank you that we get to walk with you. That you are that you are relational, and that you don't just say good luck with these rules, add up to them, don't do this, don't do that. But you say, hey, follow me. And that's all it takes to be in relationship with Jesus. And I praise you for that, Lord. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless our time as we discuss this in a little bit more depth and we kind of dig deep into our own lives of what this looks like. So, pray, Lord, I pray for authenticity, for genuineness, and, um, yeah, for your spirit to just move in these conversations. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. Cool. Um, Madison upstairs. Huh? Okay. Blake here. And me in the hospitality room. Ready, set, go.